Welcome into the Cougar Tailgate, where BYU fandom lives. Here's your host, Lauren McClain. What's up, Cougar Nation? Lauren McClain here with Cleon Wall, and we're doing what we do best, talking all things BYU Cougars. Here's what we got coming up on the show today. BYU baseball's heavy hitter Cole Gamble comes in studio to talk about his senior season playing with his brother, and what comes next when baseball is behind him. Plus, since school is out and summer break is near, we'll pick our end-of-season superlative winners, the most likely twos of BYU sports. But first, Cleon, what superlative were you voted in high school? Most likely two what? I was never voted on for a superlative. How dare you ask that question, Lauren? (laughs) I'm offended. (laughs) Offended, I tell you. No, seriously, I, I was voted for nothing. Um, I don't know why. I guess I wasn't that popular, but who cares? Anyway, uh, looking back, <laughs> I probably would have been voted on guy most obsessed with, about sports that he'd do anything to be part of sports, even though he wasn't <laughs> as athletic as he thought he was. And that's why he got into the broadcasting business. I was voted most athletic um, my senior season. And, I th- and here's why. I did play a lot of sports and I loved them, but also... I had to, I don't know why, Cleon, they allowed this to happen. I had to mud wrestle um, for a school assembly against a teacher and a sophomore and a junior. Oh, wow. Yes, and I won. I don't think that'd fly no. nowadays. But uh, <laughs> No, it would not. I think that is why I was voted most athletic because people were like, whoa, she just took down a teacher. Um, yes. Were you bigger than the, Were you bigger than the teacher? We were about the same size. Oh, I think okay. she... It just, that's an awkward situation. You know what I mean? Like she kind of just, just let me win, but real wrestling match with the sophomore and junior though. And I did win that. (laughs) My dad was so proud. My mom was extremely embarrassed. School is out at BYU. And since it reminds of of high school and yearbooks and empty promises, Cleon, to keep in contact over summer, it also reminds us of the always entertaining yearbook superlatives. You know, the most likely to succeed, most unforgettable, and the life of the party and other things like that, we're going to give our own superlatives for the BYU sports teams. So let's start with number one. Most likely to win a national championship. Who's your pick? It would be easy to pick the Cougarettes because they win every year a national championship. Yeah. So let I'll go out on a limb. Most likely to win a national championship. I'm going to go men's cross country. And you might think, well, they're usually in the top five, yeah. ten every year. But that that that's not the guarantee. That's not the long shot. That's like the I think it can happen uh, in the right. next year or two. So I I'm I'm gonna go with men's cross country. Well, I'm sticking with the track theme. I'm going with Ashton Reiner Lunt. Uh, she was a national champion javelin thrower, and she's coming back for another year. And I just think Cleon that she is the coolest girl in the world. She has the potential to be an Olympian. That can be her other superlative, by the yeah. way, most likely to be an Olympian. But I just think she's fantastic, and I think she's got another national championship in the waiting for her, so we'll see. All right, number two, most likely to win a Super Bowl. Who'd you, who you got? Ooh, this one's a tough one. I'm going to go with Kingsley Suomatea. Uh, I'm going to go with him. You just like saying his name. N- no, I think I just butchered it. But anyway, I'm going to go with Kingsley, <laughs> and I'm going to stick with that right now. Uh, he is going to be a well-sought-after offensive lineman. Uh, after this next year at BYU, whether he stays for a fourth year, like a fourth college year or not, or a third year, I guess you could say here at BYU, or he goes to the NFL draft. I think he's going to be highly sought after, and I think he'll get on a team and he'll be a good blocker, a good pass blocker, a good run blocker. I'm going to go with Kingsley. Okay, I like that. And yes, it all comes down to whether they get picked on a good team. I'm going with one that maybe 
not everyone was thinking about, Isaac Rex. I think he's due for a breakout year being injury-free. He has great hands. He's quick. And he's the perfect size to be an NFL tight end. So mark it down. Isaac Rex is most likely to win a Super Bowl. And if you think of uh, the great teams that are in the NFL right now, they have very, very good tight ends, right? And so I think that's one of the keys to uh, winning a Super Bowl. So Isaac Rex, there you go. All right. Coach that is most likely or that is most likely to be elected to the BYU Athletics Hall of Fame. That's what you got. Ooh. I'm going to go with Ed Eyestone. I mean, mm-hmm. he is over cross country. He is over track and field. You know, I could say Ed Eyestone or Diljeet Taylor, and I don't think I would bat an eye because those two have been fantastic as coaches for both track and field and cross country. So I'd probably say either one of those two, but I probably first out of those two will probably be Ed Eyestone. I like those picks. I'm going with Jennifer Rockwood, and this is just going to happen. Like, we know that's going to happen. True. She's going to be nope. elected in the BYU Athletics Hall of Fame. That's true. There's no question about it. She is BYU women's soccer. She's led a top 25, usually higher team, for almost 30 years, and they're probably going to name Southfield after her once she retires. They should. She may never retire. She may never retire. <laughs> I don't want her to. She's been around so long, and she's just an incredible Incredible coach. So I'm going to go with Jennifer Rockwood. The next one, most likely to have a great comeback story next season. Who okay. You got? I, no, I want to hear your pick first. I've been picking first this whole entire time. I want to hear All your right, pick fine. first. Okay. Chivalry is not dead. I'm going to go with <laughs> Chaz Ayu, a four-star prospect out of high school. Very talented, but he hasn't been able to stay healthy. And I think, I think he's going to thrive in this new defense as a linebacker, finally show what he's made of. And uh, he's due, and he he's earned it, and I just want him to stay healthy so bad. So I'm going to go best comeback story, Chaz Ayu for his senior year. I, I, I'm choosing between – by the way, your pick is great. I, I hope he has a great final season here at BYU because he kind of just deserves it. He's a good player, and mm-hmm. he's a good guy, and he's been through some things. And I'd love to have – you know, for him to have a, a good final season for BYU and just – stay healthy and get on the field and, and do some stuff. I, I'm choosing it between two. It's either Violet Zavodnik of the uh, of the softball team or Trevin Nell of the basketball team. Mm. Oh, man. Violet's having a tough year this year. Trevin didn't play last year because this past season because of injuries. I'm going to go with Trevin. I think, wow, this is a tough one. I think Violet is naturally going to come back. I think the best comeback story might be Trevin just because he missed the whole entire season due to an injury, and they really need outside shooting. I think he's going to thrive next year for the BYU basketball team. And what a great comeback story coming into the Big 12 where they desperately need him. <laughs> so oh, yeah. so if he can perform, then, then I absolutely think you're right. All right, the next category is fan favorite. And I went with Puka Nakua or Lauren Gustin. Fans roared when Puka Nakua would come into the game because he was injured for some of those games. And when you'd see his number come in, fans would just go crazy because you knew he was going to make things happen. And Lauren just did everything. I think fans would go to the women's basketball games just to see if she was going to get another double-double. And she broke so many records. She's just, she's just an incredible athlete. So I definitely think... Those two were the fan favorites. What about you? Uh, I'll probably go with Puka Nakua. I think he's probably yeah. the most likely to be a fan favorite, even in the NFL after this season. I, I think people will just kind of glob onto him and, and like him like the BYU fans did here. Okay, most likely to win to make a game-winning play. Can I pick the same guy twice? Because I'm going to. Okay. Puka go Nakua. Ahead. 
<laughs> Puka Nakua is most likely to make a game-winning play. He did it against Boise State with his improbable catch that proved to me he is NFL caliber. He just knows how to take things into his own hands and to win. And he's just an incredible, incredible player. I hope he gets the chance to prove himself in the NFL. What do you, who did you get? I'm, I'm going to say most likely to make a game-winning play. I'm going to say Dallin Hall. He did it a few times mm. last season for the BYU men's basketball team. I think he'll continue to do that for the BYU men's basketball team because he'll, to me, he has no conscience, and that's a good thing sometimes. You know, and he'll, <laughs> <laughs> if he's shooting bad, he's like, I can still make the game-winning shot. Just trust me. Oh, I like it. No, Dallin Hall. And he's just going to keep getting better and better. Most likely to become president of the United States. I'm with Cody Epps. Have you have you seen that guy talk? He's just like the coolest guy. I love his personality. He went to General Conference as not a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. He knows his audience very, very well. Because of that, I think he'd make a great politician. There it is. Cody Epps, okay, our last two. Most likely to be a breakout star next year. Other sports besides football. Uh, Eden Bauer was my pick from the women's volleyball team. She comes from a very talented family, and I believe she hasn't reached her potential and I think she's going to be fantastic for the women's volleyball team next year. Ooh, I'll go with Ellie Walbrook. She's on the soccer team. She transferred here from UCLA. I think she's going to be a breakout star in the midfield for the BYU women's soccer team. Most likely to be a breakout star next year for football. I picked Miles Davis. I loved what I saw from him last year. Career high in carries and yards in the win against Wyoming. And I feel like that's when we got a taste of what he can do. If you get that kid in an open field, he's gone. And I'd love to see him have a breakout year this coming season in the Big 12. What I'm you gonna, got? I'm going to cheat. I'm going to choose one from offense and one from defense. I'll say Chase okay. Roberts on offense. I think he's finally going to show that he can be a number one receiver. I think he has all – I mean, we saw it last year, right, Lauren? We saw it last yes. year that he can be a number yeah. one receiver in that Baylor game. He just needs to stay healthy, and I think he can be that guy. He also impressed in spring drills. And then on defense, I'll say Eddie Heckard. He transferred here from Weber State. I think it, he's going to be that guy on defense because he, he's kind of that guy who knows Jay Hill's defense really well, and I think he's going to show well against the, the Big 12 uh, opponents that BYU will play this next season. All right, those are our 2022 and 2023 superlatives. Coming up, the Batcats are heating up as conference play resumes. Senior outfielder Cole Gamble joins us to talk about the ups and downs of the senior season and his national champion wife. This is Cougar Tailgate. Welcome back to Cougar Tailgate. I'm Lauren McLean alongside Cleon Wall. The BYU baseball team is in the middle of their last season in the WCC. And joining me now is senior outfielder Cole Gamble, who leads the team in runs and second on the team in home runs. Thanks for coming on, Cole. Thank you so much. There's just about a month left in the season, including the WCC tournament. How would you describe your senior season so far? Senior year's been great. You know, I had a couple goals coming into this year, obviously knowing it was going to be my last. Uh, but one thing I've, I've really wanted to work on is just remembering how much I love the game, you know, because I don't get to play it much longer. And so uh, senior year's been great. But I think one of the things that's helped me is kind of having that perspective of just gratitude for what's going on and, 
and just remembering, you know, this this does end here pretty soon. And you might as well have as much fun as you can while you're at it. Well, even though it is going to end really soon, have you been kind of bragging to your teammates a little bit? Because you were named the WCC <laughs> Player of the Week recently. And also the Collegiate National Baseball Newspaper, one of their Players of the Week. Then again, Austin Deming, you know, he was yeah. named WCC Player of the Week recently, too. So do you feel like you have to one-up one up Deming now? You're like, maybe I need to get one more just so I can one-up him a little bit. Yeah, you know what's funny is Deming and I have talked about this. It's not like <laughs> it's not like this unspoken thing. No, we, we talk about it. We make jokes about who's going to hit more home runs and different things like that in the year. I think I actually tied uh, tied up with him on Thursday because I had a couple and and we got we were both at ten. And then Deming proceeded to hit four more over the next two days. <laughs> so I was like, well, all right, you know, it was it was cool while it lasted, but it, it's been a ton of fun. Deming is an unbelievable player, and he's been uh, proven that all year. Austin Deming was on BYU Sports Nation, and he talked about how everyone picked one word to focus on this season. What was that one word for you? Yeah, you know, mine, uh, and I didn't specifically say what word it was, but my word is is love. And and it goes back to the point that I was making earlier of just, you just got to love the game while it lasts because it really is coming to a close here soon. Is it also love for teammates too? Love for, you know, the guys that you're playing around? For sure. I think that all goes into the experience of the game. Uh, I think when I wrote my word or when I was really coming up with my word, I think my focus was mostly on the fact that it's been a game that I've dedicated so much of my time and my life to and and go out this last year and make the most of it, knowing that like you really love this game. It's not just something you've done your whole life. It's rather it's something you care about. It's you know, I love it so much. I follow the MLB as close as I can. I follow college baseball as close as I can. So it's really something that I love. And so as far as the teammates and different things go, I think that definitely plays a part of it. But I think when I was writing that word, it was like, this game has meant so much to you for so long. You know, remember to love it. That's so cool. Definitely something you got to remember. And there are a lot of ups and downs in baseball, the game that you love, and your team has had some this year. How do you mentally handle all those ups and downs throughout a long season? That is that is a question that I think I get all the time, especially from uh, maybe younger or newer players because it is so hard. It is so hard to kind of go through those ups and downs of baseball. I think I I almost have a reverse mentality on, on how most people would probably look at it. I think the if you can control the ups more than controlling the downs, it'll actually help with the downs. And what I mean by that is when things are going well, being able to just kind of stay level, just kind of to stay moderate, um, stay in the middle. Because if you can do that when things are going super well, you'll actually be able to do that a lot better when things aren't going so well. And so it's really just being able to control both ends of the spectrum. I think the more that we focus just on how do we fix the downside, how do we fix ourselves in the bad times, I think we sometimes forget that part of that might be just being that way all the time, just be in the middle all the time, even when things are going good. Remember that, you know, it's 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 important just to stay right there. You know, you've been on fire, you know, hitting. You talked about hitting home runs just not too, not too long ago. I've never hit a home run in my life. <laughs> I want to know what's it like hitting a home run when it when it clears the fence. Is it an incredible feeling? I mean, for you, since you've maybe hit so many home runs, is it just like eh, it's just another hit? You know, what's it like and how hard is it? Well, how hard it is? I, that's a, that's an interesting question, and and I think sometimes it just you know the stars align, so to speak, and everything you know the timing's right and the pitch was right, and and that's kind of how it happens. But as far as hitting home runs, I've, I've said multiple times, it is the greatest thing in baseball. Like pitchers don't get to experience that they get, you know, maybe they get to strike someone out or they have a really good start or a good inning or whatever. 
it's not nearly as good as hitting a home run. They, they, they don't get to do that. And so for us hitters, it, it is the best thing in the sport of baseball. I mean, if you think about it, you hit it, you watch it go over the fence, of course, and then you get your you know 20 seconds or whatever to jog around the bases. It, there's nothing better in sports. For 20 seconds, you feel like <laughs> you're the king or whatever. And so um, I, I really feel that way. I, I think hitting a home run is one of the best things, not just in baseball, but in all sports. I think it's the coolest thing you can do. How old were you when you first hit your home run? Your oh, first, very first home run. That is, uh, I, I, I'm gonna guess eleven or so. Um, I might have oh. hit one like in little league or something. And I probably thought it was the best day of my entire life, and, <laughs> you know, and and different things like that. But it, I, I, I guess I'd struggle to guess exactly how old I was. But probably eleven or twelve, if I had to guess. He's hit so many, Lauren. I mean, he doesn't <laughs> yeah, even remember. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's not, He's it's like, when, when I came out of the womb. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. You, you, played at, you played at a Salt Lake Community College for two years That's before right. coming to BYU. How did your time there prepare you for Division One level play? You know, I wasn't a super highly recruited player out of high school. Uh, out of high school, Salt Lake was actually the only school that gave me like a real tangible offer, right? They were the only ones who said, we're ready to take you on. Here's our offer and, and come play for us. And so... I loved my time at Salt Lake. I loved the coaches up there. I loved DG. I loved Wadups and all the other coaches that I got to work with. Um, and I really think that they did prepare me to make that transition. Because like I said, in high school, I was just okay. You know, I was just an okay player in high school. And so being able to go there and take that kind of step, I think if I would have come here to BYU as a freshman, it could have potentially been an extremely negative experience for me. Because I don't know if I would have been in a position where I could say like, yeah, I'm good enough to play here. And, and it would have really hurt me to like have to sit the bench a lot and have to watch these other guys who are clearly superior uh, talents that, to, to where I was at that time. And so going to Salt Lake, being able to develop there for a couple of years, I think was massive, uh, massively important for what I would end up doing here at BYU. What is it that you think you developed the most there? Was it, was it more of just how to play the game? Was it fielding, batting? You know, was it just the mental side of it? I mean, kind of give us an idea of what it was that you learned at Salt Lake Community College that kind of took you to that next level so that BYU and other schools said, yeah, hey, we want to take a chance on Cole. Right. I, I, I think, well, the the easy answer is for sure all of it, right? All, everything plays into it. The mental game was huge, right? Being able to learn how to kind of deal with some failures and different things like that. Playing against better, I, I'm going to I'm gonna leave the fielding aside. I think the fielding just kind of slowly progressed and I got a little bit better. I don't think that's the reason that I became so much better player was fielding. It was probably more the hitting side, right? And so for me as a hitter, um, being able to go to Salt Lake and play better competition than what you would see in high school, and then being able to go from Salt Lake to BYU and playing better competition than I would have saw at Salt Lake, right? And so having that, that intermediate step was so important for me because I think if I would have made that jump, like I said, straight from where I was playing in high school, Right at Lone Peak, if I would have made that jump from Lone Peak straight to BYU, especially after my mission, because I did go on a mission right after high school, I think I would have, quite frankly, gotten crushed. Like it, it would have crushed me. And so yeah. I think having that intermediate step for me was huge. And talking about the mental game, it allowed me to progress through a, a, a more linear route as opposed to making such a big jump. If I were to make that big jump, talking about the mental game, I, I probably wouldn't have lasted. Right? I, I don't think I would have done well. What do you remember about when BYU started recruiting you? What were your feelings like, especially because you mentioned that you you weren't that great in high school, and then now to have BYU recruiting you from Salt Lake Community College? Yeah, my my experience in recruiting from Salt Lake was probably a lot more 
similar to that experience of maybe those high, more impressive high school recruits, right? Like mm. in high school, I didn't have that experience of like, oh yeah, I have all these different schools talking to me and different things like that. I didn't have that. When I went to Salt Lake, I finally kind of did have that a little more where my recruiting was expanded to multiple colleges around the area, of course, as well as some uh, of those outside of the state. And so um, it was a, an extremely positive experience for me, the recruiting process, when I finally got the call from BYU, because I'd always been interested in BYU. Truth be told, I wanted to come here. Um, and very nicely, they basically told me I wasn't good <laughs> enough. <laughs> and so, But once I finally went to Salt Lake and performed there, they when I finally got that call, I still remember I, it was a voicemail because I'm pretty sure he called me when we were at practice, but Coach Herring, I remember getting that voicemail. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is actually happening. This is where I've wanted to go for a long time. Now let's kind of start the process of getting to talk to him. So you are on the team. Your brother joins you this year. He played junior college baseball last year. What's it like playing with your brother on the same college team? It's been so amazing. It really has been so amazing. I think if you ask him... And, and I can say the same for myself, but I think if you were to ask him, we would both say we would have never thought that this would happen. Because um, <laughs> he was in a similar spot as I was in high school. We were just like, okay, good players. You know, we weren't great. And, and Tate, you know, he went on his mission and hadn't decided where he was even going to go to school yet. He didn't even know if baseball was in his future. He didn't even know if that was going to be an opportunity. So once Southern Idaho, the junior college he went to, once CSI reached out to him and said, hey, like, Let's give it a, you know, let's roll the dice and let's take a chance and, and have you come up here and play. He was also given that opportunity to take that intermediate step and, and come here to BYU. But I, I'm telling you, if you would have asked him two years ago, or if you would have even asked him maybe a little bit over a year from a year ago from right now, I don't think either one of us would have thought that this opportunity yet was ever going to exist. And so being able to play with him, and there's been a handful of times where we've been on the field together, it has been so fun. <laughs> it has been so fun. I love that so much. And I, I have six siblings myself. We're wow. all very competitive. And uh, and I played sports with some of my sisters, and I feel like we get mad at each other more than like other teammates. You just can because you're siblings. Does he right. ever get on your nerves <laughs> when, when you're playing together? All the time, yeah. I mean, the, yeah, the easy answer is always. Uh, I, I hear what you're saying, though. I, I hear what you're saying. I feel like I can be tougher on him than maybe some of my other mm -hmm. teammates. Um, and maybe that's just because I've been tougher on him for the last 20 plus years, not just, you know, recently being on this team together. And so I think that all plays into it. But I think at the end of the day, too, there's he knows as well as I know with him that there's a little bit more. Yeah, even though it can be tough love, there's a lot more love, too. Like, don't forget the love part, even though it's tougher. It's also more love. Right. You have a lot of talented athletes in your family, and you can include your wife in that, Lauren. Yeah, she's the best one. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, go, hey, at least you acknowledge that. Yeah, You're yeah, just yeah. like, you know, I'm not even going to fight this. Uh, she won a national championship with the Cougarettes. What was that like to kind of be a part of that now being her husband instead of, you know, we as fans, we see it, and right, we're just like, right. oh, Cougarettes, they're just awesome. But you as a husband and being a part of that, what was that like? Right. So before I before I was married to Lauren or even knew who knew Lauren, I, I'd, I'd heard about the Cougarettes. I knew how great they were. I'd see them at the football games, maybe, right, doing their doing their thing. And, and it was a ton of fun to watch them, of course, because they're really good, right? They're really, really good. So now coming over to BYU, getting to know Lauren and eventually marrying her and then getting to watch her put in the hard work and the dedication and the time that it takes to be a national champion. Like, I, I just couldn't be more proud of her. Like, she is so impressive. She works so hard. 
And at the end of the day, now that we're married, I get to say we are champions <laughs> because I've, <laughs> I've never been a national champion. I've never been a state champion, none of that. And she's done all those things. And so now I get to pretend like I'm a small part of that. But um, anyway, she's she's so amazing. She really is. And and like I said, it's it's not without the hard work, but obviously there's there's the talent piece in there that she's just always had. So they they really are incredible women. And you, I mean, you're you have baseball season going on, and she has her competitions. How much are you able to watch her during this time? Yeah, I I would say that in the fall time when I'm actually home, it is so important to me that I go to all of her football games and all of her basketball games that she dances at. I go to everything that I can, especially during the fall and winter months, because then once our baseball season starts and I'm on the road a lot and playing a lot, it becomes a little bit harder to go do some of those things. One thing that I, that I somewhat regret is I've never been able to go watch her in Daytona where they do the nationals competition. Mm. I've never been able to go do that. And, and, uh, and it's, uh, it's because of, of baseball, right? It's because I've had games, I've been on the road or whatever reason, and I was, I was never able to go, even though I so wish I could. Like, I, I really wish I could go watch her perform there and support her there. But because I know that that stuff's going to happen and because I know I'm going to have to miss certain things along the way, especially during our season, um, it's so important to me that I support her 100% of the time, 100% of the time that I can when I'm not out of town, right? During the fall, I go to all the football games and make sure I watch her. I go to all the basketball games that she's dancing at. Usually they do half team. Um, and, and so I always go to the ones that she's at 100% for sure. And, and it's, it's because I want to make sure that she knows, number one, I love her, right? And, and I'm going to go out there and support her. And number two, she needs to know that, like, she's always got someone in her corner that, that really cares about being there and really cares about supporting her that way. You mentioned she's the best athlete in your family, That's right. I, I, I want to know how much she's helped you with your dance moves. Oh my gosh. You know, it's funny. <laughs> I'm going to tell you a couple super, super short stories about that kind of stuff. We've been to weddings together, right? And, and like, it's hard for me, man. It's hard <laughs> because she is so much better at dancing than I am. So I get a, I never was this way. I like to dance at, at weddings or parties or whatever. And then all of a sudden now I go there, I'm like, gosh, like, Am I embarrassing myself in front of her? So she does help me. She does help me. But at the same time, I recognize that she's just so superior to me in, in that realm. So it's a tough one, but it's also uh, it's also fun because she she has taught me some stuff along the way. It's kind of fun. Hey, she's got to love your unique moves, though, I'm sure. Right? Like, it's not all about, like, the cool tricks you can do. You just got to be yourself. Yeah, she probably looks um, at me and she's like, oh, you're kind of a dork, but all right, it's cute. <laughs> But you're cute, so I'll keep you. There we go. You're you're almost done with your college career, which has got to be kind of weird. What are your plans after you finish? Yeah, you know, I I, uh, I studied finance while I was here at BYU. Um, I, I think it's kind of the major I knew I wanted to do. I, I was kind of deciding between finance and accounting when I when I was transferring over, and so I kind of knew I wanted to do this. But there's a there's a firm at Salt in Salt Lake that I interned for this past year, uh, and I really really liked it. And so the 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 plan right now is to head back up there. They you know do the financial services, wealth management type of stuff. And I've been so intrigued by that kind of stuff my whole life. But up until just recently is when I started to really study and learn the deeper value of what, what could actually happen in that field. And so um, I really enjoyed it up there last summer. Like I said, the the guy who runs the show up there, he treated me more than fair. And, and, and because of that, I, I love that kind of little piece of loyalty that I now feel like I have towards him. So um, tentatively, it's it's to head back up to where I interned this past summer. 
So cool. We're here with senior outfielder Cole Gamble from the BYU baseball team. Cole, thank you so much for taking the time and good luck with the rest of the season. Of course. Thank you so much. And that does it for us today. Thanks again to Cole Gamble for coming on the show with us. You can join the Cougar Tailgate wherever you get your podcasts on Apple TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, or on BYUradio.org. Cougar Tailgate is a production of BYU Radio.